Grog. Hey everyone, it's a Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Matthew Weir, and live, as promised, from Willamalara Malinga Malunga Maloo on the outskirts of Corundai Creek, it's uh, Carrie Warbis. Get your hand off my penis! Good day. I tell you what, that it took a, a bit of effort to get that out, and that was one take as well. Well <laughs> done, Peter. Thank yeah. you, yeah. It's nice to speak to you. Yeah, you sound like you're in the other room. How how is um how is life um uh, on the other side of the planet? I love Sydney very much. Yeah. Indeed. It's what a great city. Yeah, everything works. Everything seems all clean. There's fresh air, sunshine. It keeps showering this week, but next week it's going to be hot all the time. Lovely, cheap, amazing um, sushi, and yeah, um, lots of yeah, lots of food great uh, Asian food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was down on at the Opera House having lovely seafood and rosé the other day. Went to Bondi Beach, burnt my legs. Off to Manly today because at the moment it's 5.50am. Well, thank you, Matthew. Sorry. Thank you, Kerry. That is appreciated. <laughs> no, you can thank me too. I mean, I'm off, I'm off to Manly right after this podcast, but that's a whole other show. Uh... Have you been to Coogee Beach yet, Kerry? No, we haven't. Coogee no, is my favourite. Okay, I'll, I'll ask if we can get there. Oh, that's a list. Uh, come on, Matthew, use your punning brain to do some kind of clever segue from Coogee to the Archers. You can do it, come on. Could have probably done one from Manly to the Archers, depending on who we're starting with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, um, uh, Harrison actually sounded surprisingly kind of like unusually matter of fact and to the point when he dropped the bombshell today didn't he friday's episode we just listened to rob titchener's coming back so let's have an advert quickly and then we can get stuck in everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So yeah, poor misunderstood Rob Titchener has been um, spotted in the country. Um, he, all he wants is to hang out with his little smasher, hang out with Gideon, and everyone's getting in the way. That's that's the that's the take, isn't it? That's what everyone thinks. Peter, can you do your sort of impersonation of Harrison and what he was saying about this storyline <laughs> that you did before we started recording? I can't even remember. What was it? <laughs> you sort of went, oh, Ellen, I've got some bad news for you. That storyline everyone's been waiting to happen is about to take place. Yeah. 
look, Helen, I've got some bad news. The viewing, sorry, listening figures figures have been through the floor, and we've had to uh, break the glass match to Titchener. Uh, it's necessary. We're down to three million. Uh, yeah, that's how it feels, though, isn't it? Like the scriptwriters had such a terrible week that Friday, halfway through, they were just like, "Yeah, okay, smash the glass, release the Titchener." I don't know because it's all contributing towards the fall of Bridge Farm, isn't it? Because you've obviously got this other thing rumbling on in the background where Tom and Natasha have sold their souls. <laughs> to the devil yeah they've signed up the twins for this photo shoot and because tom put the twins on the blog quite a while ago mm-hmm. this open day led to lots of people talking about the twins it got two mentions this week wasn't it most people were interested in nova and Saren, and someone's gonna spot it at some point mm-hmm. aren't they and i was thinking yeah. about the fact that you have you know how all these ethical companies they flee away from companies like fox news and it's only the unethical ones like the my pillow guy and stuff that still advertise on fox news well this schaefer bass company we know that they're well dodgy agrochemical company so you have to think where are they going to advertise and i think it's either going to be the spectator or gb news which i think (laughs) justin inhales both of those we know doesn't he he has a subscription to the spectator because Jim always has a peek at it before he used to give it to Justin in the shop. One evening he's going to see Nova and Seren on TV watching GB News in the ad mm. break. He's going to be the one that breaks it. He'll, he'll go up to Pat and be like, oh, I saw the twins advertising Hitler nappies. Hitler nappies brought to you by Schaefer Bass. Warning, Hitler nappies do not successfully hold shit. They are non-biodegradable and have also been known to explode. <laughs> yeah, and Pat and Helen are so happy at the moment or they were until tonight's episode, that that bubble is just ripe for bursting, isn't it? Could it be a red herring? Could it actually be that uh, the the twins and the, you know, the constant posting of their photographs becomes a way of uh, Rob Titchener kind of keeping an eye on things? Like actually all of this new social media stuff is actually giving him the intel he needs to kind of sort of stake the place without actually getting up close and personal. What, like he's going to blackmail them? No, just that he doesn't need to, rather than creeping around or renting one of the uh, one of the houses on the estate, he, he can, you know, he just logs in and he can see little Gideon there playing in the background. This he knows their routine. He can start to know their routine. He knows their comings and goings because they're, you know, they're starting to document their lives. And this could then become a, a kind of a side plot about the perils of social media and how to kind of protect your family using robbers. That's a much better idea. Yeah, but I think what they're actually going to do is in about a week or two's time, Pat is just going to discover the truth. Well, she asked Lee at one point, she brought up the modelling, and uh, Lee was like, oh, yeah, what's happening with that? And Helen went, Lee? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Lee even knows that it's a shit storm, does he? She was just like, she talked over him. She never apologised for that later. Mm. And then Pat was there saying, you know, with all these new attractions and people will be able to walk through Adam's Edible Forest... We're going to have a good spring and it's going to be really put Bridge Farm on the map. And then the music started playing and you're just there like going, it was like when George said later in the week, this is going to be the best birthday ever. (laughs) You know, you just know it's all going down the shithouse. Also, these new attractions, there aren't any really, are there? There is a window. That's it. People are flocking suddenly. Oh, you know what's going to happen? Is he going to appear at the window? Yeah, he's going to appear at the window. Helen's going to turn around one day and Rob's just going to be like death staring down. Asking a question through the intercom. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, darling. Hey. Yes. How do you make those curds? I um went to a place uh, that I guess 
is what Bridge Farmer are aiming at down Kerry's way um, near towards Brighton in Sussex. Yeah, so you you know there's, they've got they have the amazing shop where you buy all the stuff, and it's all based around the idea that everything there you can buy on the farm. And they did have this moment where they, you know it was like, okay, well if you if you go around the back now, the milking's going to start. So Cyrus was only about like I don't know a year and a half, a year and three quarters old or something. So we all went round, but but you know it was so different to the way it's being portrayed in Bridge Farm. It's just a bunch of people like, oh, I guess I'll stand it for thirty seconds. Oh look, it's some cows, and then we all just wander off. <laughs> but you know the idea that the idea that sort of punch ups are going to be breaking out as people try and vie for pole position at the windows so they can ask Harry and Susan yeah, questions. That's how it's being portrayed, isn't it? And yeah. um, Pat made some clumsy comment about the web getting a lot more hits this week or something you know how they talk about this business is just pathetic really isn't it <laughs> but they, they lee also said we know it's a cheap thing for the summer holidays what to go and stare at two women making cheese and helen sounded <laughs> genuinely surprised that the children normally run off but the adults hang around and at one point yeah. some poor bunch of sods ended up with adam when they had to oh, fix God. the machine. And they yeah. went, Adam will keep them entertained. I did think it was quite nice of Adam to admit and apologise for the fact that he sounds like a washing machine. <laughs> that was good. You just heard the end of the sentence, did you? Yeah. A washing machine. Which sounds like a cycle on your washing machine. I was like, yeah. He could so easily be talking about himself, couldn't he, Kerry? Yeah, yeah. Do you no, know- no, that's... That's a, it's an easy mistake to make. I wasn't having sex with Charlie and the Romanian boy at the same time. No, no, one after the other. No, no. Anyways, so you know, just giving his full life story through the through the intercom. Actually, I suppose Susan won't be doing that. You know, mm. using it like it's more just like a little sort of chit chat. I was just going to say, did did you not think that Rob was in Grey Gables with the knocking of the noise, mm. the pipes? Yeah, and then they saw a, a torch, didn't they? Yeah. Sending Morse code. Mm, all very Is spooky. he in there, hunkered down in one of the refurbed rooms? I always hated Rob. Nothing to do with uh, him, you know, being a... By the way, let's just be very clear. Very, very um, down on spousal abuse and all the terrible things that uh, Rob did. But you can separate that and and you know like how he arrived as a character and how it all develops. Like way before he was being very unpleasant to Helen, I deeply disliked him just as a person. But then, as I think I've said, as I've said before, as things went on and it got more and more boring, I started to root for Rob in a kind of weirdly sort of perverse way. So I, if he does come back, I'm quite looking forward to hearing him again mm. and uh, like you know hearing some of his like bananas interactions with people and like hopefully you know was it jim who jim who really got stuck into him justin oh justin wasn't it yeah 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 when he he came back begging for his job uh there was that whole thing with stefan wasn't it could possibly stefan throw give evidence against them about the flood when they blocked the culvert in the end he said like i'm, I'm not giving you a job back and he went, well i wouldn't want it anyway <laughs> it's like you just fucking asked for it you <laughs> incel prick <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah that's a good point because a lot of people have been going on about this whole toxic masculinity thing mm. and what's happening mm. with george and george seemed to have ever closer ties to bridge farm this week which we hadn't heard before we know that yeah. his father works there and is there some lazy storyline here where in the end you see george rob is a bad man and that's why you don't have to be like him Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, sorry, you mean Jack, don't you? No. No, I mean George. George has been 
hanging around. Making films and... Helping Helen and... Have I gone completely mad? I thought, isn't Gideon Jack? Yeah. Jack and Gideon. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I said George. Matthew means... I thought... That, you know, a mirror will be held up to George, who is quite close to Bridge Farm, who's supposedly wayward. And they'll go, look, um, that's what happens if you carry on as you are. You turn oh, okay. Um, okay, all right. Well, you know, there you go. Proof, uh, proof that um, leave all that in, Matthew. I think it's important that um, <laughs> people know just how stupid I am. <laughs> but, but you know, it's only thanks to uh, very careful editing that I've only appeared slightly thick <laughs> over the last <laughs> couple of years. George isn't that wayward, anyway. For a seventeen slash eighteen year old lad, he's not really doing anything wildly terrible, is he? No. I mean, there's no. It's not a particular sign that you're you're a wrong and that you if you're bragging at eighteen that the girls are gonna be all over you. Loads of kids are gonna claim that, mm. even though it's not if it's not factually true. And like we've all had friends like that and everyone else just as soon as they walk out the room, everyone goes like, Yeah, right. You know, and you being just, a prick is not, you know, immoral. Yeah. You know, no, it's not it's the point, isn't it? Mm. And he you I know. mean it's stupid to burn hash in a taxi. Yes, that was a bit. Yeah, that was There's no need for that, really. Just wait till the taxi's pulled up, and then do it. Um, can we talk about Pat with a gun? Yeah, that was exciting, wasn't it? Hearing her cock that whatever it is that you called on a gun. I feel like we should almost have a jingle for that. I'll try and work on one. Pat chat. Will it be Lee who uses the gum that he was unusually seeing in Pat's hands? He knows it's there now. Yeah. Yeah. But Lee's a lethal weapon though, isn't he? He's um you know, martial art martial arts head to toe. He can take him down with one finger in the throat. Yeah, I hope this I hope this finally Rob just because Rob we know that Rob's quite a kind of physical big man. I hope this finally puts to rest all this bollocks that martial arts is any use and it's like the scene in um Indiana Jones when um you've got the guy <laughs> swinging his sword around and Rob just walks up and punches Lee straight in the face. Yeah, ma- like, maybe yeah. Rob will um shoot Lee. Yes. No, that's it. The whole village gets just Rob just murders a lot of them. That'd be quite fun, wouldn't One it? After the other. Oh, I'd, I'd tune for that, yeah. You'll have to pay for those biscuits now they're damaged, Rob. No, I won't. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I've just, I had visions also of Rob just getting Lee's hand and just bending his fingers back, <laughs> doing some sort of really pathetic thing. You're and hitting Lee yourself, going, you're hitting yourself. Oh, so leave me alone. Yeah. You're, you're hitting yourself. <laughs> They'll go through every location. They'll fight. It'll be like a an, mm. an end of a video game. They'll fight through the the reconstructed Grey Gables battle through on the village shop. farm. <laughs> yeah, he'll throw one of them. Will throw the other one through the viewing window. Um, <laughs> they'll be like tearing up the edible forest. Uh, then <laughs> Lee will be punching him in the fire pit in their back garden, <laughs> and eventually. Rob will drown him in Joy's hot tub. (laughs) Speaking of which, that whole thing with Joy a few weeks ago, there was no mention of Mick, was there? Mick's been like quietly forgotten in the whole of the Brian stuff. I mean, that is true to life, but do you think they would do that? Just like let a character wither and die off 
mic. Well, they've got trouble with the number of characters they can have on mic at the moment. Have you noticed how many people they're just like, oh, they're just in the other room doing yeah, etc. And you're like, yeah, yeah I think normally we'd have heard from them. <laughs> Do you notice, uh, Kerry, you probably noticed at one point when they brought up the will um, and Adam was getting a bit testy, Brian said, uh, I'm just going outside to get logs. I thought Adam was going to say, I'm right here, Brian. <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's a excellent. Well, because obviously time is all wrong, isn't it? You know, it. I can't. If I was tweeting when I was listening, it'd all be no one would be reading them. Yeah, I stepped mm. up briefly when I had some free time this week, and it was the episode where they did the treasure hunt. Oh, God. And mm. I did put out a tweet that got a few likes, which was, there once was a farmer called Tony, uh, whose son was an organic phony. He loved model <laughs> trains, which caused bedsheet stains, and his wife, Pat, was well fucking moany. <laughs> I thought of you in Morrison's car park, which is where I seem to listen to the archers these days. And I thought, I bet you Matthew's going to have about five of these on Friday. <laughs> no, that was the only one. I just put that out right, and yeah. I'm done. As if kids, it, as if two kids would buy a bloody guidebook as a gift for somebody. It was very, very <gasps> odd. And 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 the, and the clues, the way I don't like to criticise the writers and the actors too much. But I did think that the way the clues were written to sound like they were done by children, but also quite kind of clever, it was just, it was way off. Oh, they were very thick at not working out the boot scraper, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Susan has to If Susan has to explain something yeah. to you, then yeah. It's, it's, it's not your finest hour. It's the boot scraper, you pair of twats. <laughs> I like the way that they um, break all the syllables up of Lee's daughter's names now when they're doing the the rhymes because they said soon what was it soon you'll be flying over the blue sea to see mabel and evie maybe that'll help ryan early remember their names <laughs> e, and it was e, when i heard that was i was like half asleep listening to evie and was thinking of the electric vehicles <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised evie is still messaging because where is she charging herself these days now she's gone to san francisco <laughs> She was getting juice from Justin before. So I'm filing all of my. I'm not going to do another rant, but they have they've triggered me about five more times with the the news from San Francisco. But uh, I will. Yeah, I, oh, I'll wait another month. Mm. I think we've all had enough of my um, San Francisco related pedantry. But yeah, yeah. Well, there, there was a bit last week which I think I meant to mention to you, Peter. But they said Lee said they're living in this big house with a big hill like you no, see not. in the movies and a bay no, window was like really i don't they're think they absolutely are absolutely not anyway sorry that was the thing yeah um, um i was just gonna right. say about helen also did you notice that she was talking about um henry being down near the swings or something and and immediately thinking he was smoking <laughs> skate park um, yeah wasn't Vaping quite sure and... about what he was up to which obviously with rob um, have you around. seen anyone smoking Is in Sydney? Be... Did you see anyone smoking in Porto, Matthew? Like when we... what cigarettes, in terms of like... points, weed, weed. Like, uh, like I um. So when I lived in London, I would smell. I think Matthew and I talked about this off mic uh, last week. But but like walking around hmm. Lewisham, I would smell people smoking joints all the time. But you, I never saw anyone smoking a cigarette. Everyone smokes here in Porto in terms of cigarettes. It's the norm. Mm. What about Brighton? Because anyway, the point is like the... Brighton, you can smell clouds of weed from yeah. time to time. I just don't see children. 
Yeah, I mean that too here, but it's it's the same here with weed, but it, weed is decriminalised here, so you know. Mm. I just don't think we see children. I mean that you saw that video, that video I sent you the other night when I was out having a beer at mm. sunset. Like, I mean, you, you can just get passively stoned sat there. It's just <laughs> so unbelievable. Mm. So yeah, is she going to stop Henry going to the skate park? Is is it locked down now for their household? Probably, isn't it? It's tricky, isn't it? Because, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a bit like the whole... Str- I mean, obviously, he's not Stranger Danger. It's Rob Titchener Danger. But, um, but you know, how long can you keep that up for? Trying to keep kids under lock will, will she have to show him a, a photo of Rob and say, look, this this guy, if you see him, Oh, run. it's Daddy Rob. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but if, but if he wants to learn a kind of a, a quality cover drive, then, you know, Rob's the man. Pass on some good cricketing knowledge. I don't know. I just, I just can't. I just. I'm sorry. I know I'm being very glib. I just, I just give the give the, give the bloke a break. He might have changed. Might have turned up for a new leaf, new cuddly fun Rob. Yeah, I doubt. Peter's uh, nailing his opinion to the mast. There, he's the case for <laughs> Rob Titchener. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I, I think, I think I've, I still haven't recovered from the plot the last time. I still haven't quite. I can't take it seriously because it just—it was so farcical. It's a bit like the whole thing with Jenny recently. It went on so long. The Jenny thing hasn't finished it either. It didn't bloody end. She reached out from beyond the tagine this week mm-hmm. and caused yeah. more oh, misery right, yeah. Yeah. with the will. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, w- would you do that without any explanation at all? And some people have said, "Oh, someone will find some explanation note in a coat pocket down the charity shop, or <laughs> or floating in a bottle in the um uh, in ten years' time, or something." Have, have either of you ever been disadvantaged by a will? Um, no, but I look forward to it in the indeterminate future. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I, I anyway, I can't go into any details, but I did. People nearer to me and, and and myself maybe have been sort of disadvantaged by a will in a really unfair way. Me and my brother were as well. That was annoying. But the point is, is that um, I w- I'm well within my rights if I wanted to to be sort of like I guess a little bit put out by it. But I did think it. But I did so. I did quite like the scene today with uh, was it Kate and Adam where they were kind of like, yeah, you, do you know what? If that's what Mum thinks is best for for Martha and that's what she needs to do to try and take care of a particular child, then we need to sort of be less selfish about it and i sort of like you know i was like yeah you you can't get eaten up by these things can you you've just got to you just got to roll with it the thing is they were so close to the truth so many times weren't they because they just kept looping back there was that point where one of them said it's not about the actual money i'm just angry they gave the money to someone else it's like well you are angry about <laughs> the, money, the money yeah you, you cosmic twat yeah, and Adam and Kate, yeah, it's all very well them saying that, but they, they were kind of going, oh, quite in a smug way, wasn't it? What we've got to be grateful for is that she didn't feel our children needed any financial yeah. protection. Actually, now you say it like that, it does sound less good. Oh, cough. Yeah, and, and, and I thought they were feeding into Al- Alice's whole fear about this, is that what it is is a judgment on her that she's going to fail at some point. I think, yeah. Fair enough, and and Kate and Adam are feeding mm. into that. Sorry, I just to, just to be very clear, I wasn't like I'm not like on Kate and Adam's side, but it did just remind me, like you know that that it's you, you know it, that it's it's a gift, isn't it? It's you can't you, you can't be all entitled about it. Like it's my money. This person who I was related to should have given the money to me. Like at least they managed to find some kind of 
they discussed it. They discussed it and reflected on Thank it. Thank you. Which that's was what I was trying to say. Yeah, they were trying, they were they were at least thoughtful yeah. about it in a kind of reasonable way, rather than being all kind of grubby and grabby and sort of jealous. I liked the way that they just said, you know, well, she must have just thought we were far more responsible parents. You know, you cast yeah. spells in a teepee. Me and Ian pick fruit and sell pizza on a roadside. I have yet to hear what, something they've done that I would call pizza. I tell you something that ain't pizza. What the kids are cooking up at Helen and Lee's place. A scone based. Oh my pizza. god! Yeah, is that a thing? Have you looked it up? It does exist. Yeah, I've seen it as in dessert form. I tell you what, I did try based on um, Gordon Ramsay doing it on the telly. Was lemon curd on pizza? Absolutely amazing with a, like a creme fraiche. Oh, I like lemon curd. I don't want to talk about lemon curd actually because Kerry was asking people for recipes of lemon curd recently on Twitter. And she singularly failed to notice that I posted on our Instagram a lemon curd slice recipe a long time ago. Oh, did I? Sorry. I can't see everything. I can't read everything, Matthew. Don't take offence. But for, I'll well, have another you know, look. <laughs> so <now>. sorry. <laughs> I've let you down. <laughs> I'm going to go all incel now, Karen. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I've had enough of that. Thank you very much. Not personally, <laughs> but there's a lot of it out there, isn't there? There is, yeah. Oh, dear. I'm thinking about the window again and the people asking questions. When I was at the Sydney Opera House, she said smugly the other day, uh, the guide asked if anyone had any questions. <laughs> and this bloke, oldish bloke who was on his own in the group said, uh, when will it be demolished? <laughs> <laughs> My hero. What a knob. Oh, it was so funny. And the guy was like, um don't think it will <laughs> what an amazing question so they should yeah ask that at the bridge farm window i think we all know the answer next week when everyone <laughs> discovers that they're advertising hitler nappies hitler nappies brought to you by schaefer bass warning hitler nappies may definitely summon your evil ex-brother-in-law to your shite house organic farm <laughs> what's wrong with the sydney opera house Oh, nothing at all. Did you realise it was like had that scaly appearance until you got close up, Kerry? I was quite surprised. Those tiles, aren't they beautiful? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know it was a Danish architect either. Bloody great seeing inside it. Oh, yeah. It was a wonderful tour, actually. I've never been inside, just been outside. That bit's good as well. Everything here is good. <laughs> <laughs> I might stay. Oh, uh, I can stop the timer half an hour exactly before Kerry decided to do have you had have you started thinking about the bar that you're going to start up with your mates like you know, the, the full, go the full <laughs> holiday fantasy yeah <laughs> I know we were sitting in the pub last night called the wool pack five doors down and we're saying god it'd be great to run a bar like this wouldn't it all of us were saying it well you could just all come over to Porto and run one with me and that would be easier wouldn't it and we'd just call it the cider shed okay or should we all go to Folkestone and run one no, with Peter no, Folkestone's only dry <laughs> no Folkestone. <laughs> Folkestone is absolutely lovely. Hitler nappies, lovingly handcrafted in Folkestone. I will not hear a bad word said about it. It's um, I'm I'm very happy with Folkestone. I think it's a great place. Yeah, Good. Uh, lovely rolling hills, beautiful um, beautiful countryside. I am so making a Folkestone jingle. Well, I'm just a bit offended because we, you know, we we we, we normally un, <laughs> unrelentingly cheerlead each other. You know, your life in Porto, and then, you know, you're coming with the diss. It was not a diss. I just meant it's in the UK, really. You know, it was either Sid Sydney, Porto. I don't want to live in your smelly, fishy drug den, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't live anywhere near Hull. Um, so smelly, smelly, fishy drug den. Um, I mean, uh, so George, George in the back of the cab. Um, <laughs> George, George and the ghost. Yeah, what the hell was going on there? Can I just say, before we go any further about paranormal activity, we made contact with the other side this week. The ghost of John oh. Archer reached out to us. <gasps> yes. Sam Barrisgale, who plays John Archer. Do you remember the old Venn diagram that I did of Neil Parrish, mm. John Archer, finished off by a tractor? Yes. I said, you might like this. And he replied, niche and genius. And then retweeted it saying, the ghost of John Archer approves this message. <laughs> we have been approved by one of my favourite characters from back in the day. He um, followed us on Twitter as well. So maybe he'll listen to us. The actor that plays Alistair liked the Instagram post as well. We're in good company. And Harrison liked a tweet of mine as well. They're all swarming around us <laughs> like flies around <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, Harrison might Harrison might be investigating something. Oh, this, this could be Harrison's time to shine. I did at one point where he was like... Actually, Jolene, I've heard some very interesting things about Justin. I thought he's going to bust the EV charging station, and he hadn't. Basically, his <laughs> superintendent had told him that Justin was attending this business angel <laughs> convention. And incidentally, that was the same superintendent. Do you remember she nearly sacked him because he sent Kirsty in to talk to Phil? Oh, yes, yes. Almost yes. like Clary Starling in Silence mm. of the Lambs. Look, I can offer you a room on an island with a view. You'll get a walk every morning. And, uh... <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Peter, last week you criticised mine and Kerry's Harrison impressions. No, that was like Kirsty. What? Oh, that was Kirsty. <laughs> that was Kirsty. <laughs> okay. It's Sean Dyche. <laughs> it was like Les Dawson. I was extending your comparison. She, she was Clarice Starling being sent in. The weirdest part about that was that the police did anything about anything untoward, really. They don't normally, do they, within their ranks? No. That is the problem with having a policeman as a character in the arches. Is I'm, I'm not trying to be political when I say this, but, you know, like we, it's, it's not a cliche, is it? Like most petty crimes, it's just a form to fill out, isn't it? So all of the types of stuff he'd have to deal with in the village, just he wouldn't wouldn't come across his desk. Yeah. Well, there was that moment at the end of the shakedown between him, Jolene and Justin in Wednesday's episode where they kind of beat money out of him, essentially, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yes. that was a bit weird. Crushing community spirit, that's what I'm going to say. Unless you sign this document, f***ing talent scouts from the Met are going to be on to you next, Harris. <laughs> there's, a, there's a vacancy going there. And also, they're now going to be, their Eurovision party's now going to be associated with dirty money. Yeah, I like the bit where um, he said, give us your signature, and he went, well, you didn't do anything. <laughs> I wonder how many times Harrison's heard that, when he's like, okay, just sign here. <laughs> uh, and they were like, but you didn't do anything, officer. <laughs> he pulled up and he met George and bloody, which is going full circle to what we were going to talk about. George and Brad on the side of the road outside a, an under-construction stately home. What are you doing, lads? Oh, we're just going into town for his birthday. All right, right you are then. And he just <laughs> threw Do you want the lift? <laughs> You'd give him a lift, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't believe in sort of stop and search and profiling, but I think if there's any two people who deserve a little bit of a sort of like you know a proper questioning it's two teenagers in you know on a deserted road like you say outside a building site fascist <laughs> uh, i mean you know i mean for their own safety like you're saying i hadn't even i didn't even remember it was a building site but like yeah mm. 
Yeah, they got in through like a tarpaulin-covered window, didn't they? And started clambering around inside. And then George started recreating The Shining. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's a very good movie reference from Brad, Star Wars fan. What if Harrison had a bad feeling about us? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you a good thing that's happening linked to the Eurovision party, though, is Rylan is going to come on the Archers. Mm, I saw that. Because he's going to happen to be passing through or something. He's going to be judging their competition. Is he the new Graham Norton or something? Yeah. Right, okay. Um, there you go. And, and listeners, that is all of my Eurovision knowledge used up in half a second. <laughs> Lordy got a mention this week. Plus Lord, plus that. Lordy, yeah. plus that, plus Bucks Fizz. That's all my Eurovision knowledge. Abba? Okay, fine, yes. Abba, <laughs> Lordy. This is turning into what did the Romans ever do for us, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Pop it on a string. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A plus, yeah. Sandy Shaw. <laughs> uh, Nolan Abba. Sisters. Okay. And the Nolan Sisters. <laughs> Boom, bang, a bang. It turns out I know everything about the Eurovision Song Contest. Everything you need to know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryland being on it, I'm just looking forward to Ryland's appearance on the Archers. You know, we love a celebrity appearance on the Archers, don't we? It's either Princess Margaret or Ryland. Do you think he'll be... So who has been a good... So um, Annika Rice, I thought she was reasonably good with the kind of mm. not being too wooden. Um, obviously, it doesn't. we're not talking about people who are actually acting. It's people as themselves, aren't they? But yeah. Do you think Ryland will be able to do some passable acting when he's when he comes on? Yes. I, I, I think he'll be good at it. I think he'll really lean in. He will. He'll be better than Toya anyway. How long would Annika Rice have managed Jack and Henry's treasure hunt before she just went, oh, sod this, got in the <laughs> helicopter and buggered off? She'd have just like understood the clues immediately. This is no, this is no diss on Annika Rice, but uh, it does show how kind of like our concept of sexiness has moved on over the years. Like I remember when Treasure Hunt was on, Annika Rice in her jumpsuit getting out of a helicopter was about as hot as a human being could be. <laughs> like it was like you know like men's trousers just exploding with lust um and like, ass. yeah and then these days it'd be like it's be like oh look there's a she, she's gonna go and do some grouting and there should be like it's, it's how they dress for a uh you know what's it called like a diy show all right george <laughs> <laughs> peter's turned into an incel now <laughs> <laughs> The opposite, the exact opposite. I all I'm doing, all I'm doing is pointing out that these days things are quite, you know, a I lot know. more, you know, risky to be considered. No, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, mean. I know. Oh, um, you you took off. I mean, it's just <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, on on that note, calling me an insult is lumping me in with a very unpleasant crowd. I know, darling. And you're you're very much not a part of that at all. I don't want to be the person who becomes the, the you know living in the overlap between the incel community and the archers. <laughs> That's a very bad place to be. No, no, no. That's already filled. <laughs> that position is filled. Yes. <laughs> all right. Should we have an ad? Yeah. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What is there left to talk about? I tell you what there is left to talk about, which will make you feel like it's all been worth it. Peter. Mm-hmm. Jessica Eisenman, who is a patron of the show, she messaged, thank you ever so much for introducing me to a succulent Chinese meal cramp inducing <laughs>, laughs ensued. <laughs> to which I just replied, this makes it all worth it. Yeah, it get your hands off my penis. <laughs> you know your judo well. That's what Rob's going to say. <laughs> yes. yes. And Lee loves the Chinese. Mr. Wen's Special meal for two. Gary, what's it like being in the home of the um, succulent meal? I hope I bump into him. And we joked last week, Gary, that you were probably uh, working overtime, grabbing penises um, on your holiday. <laughs> I days. know, I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on then. I haven't heard that phrase once, Peter, actually. Yeah, get your hands off my penis. <laughs> Did you enjoy the lovingly made jingle for you, Kerry? Oh, that was great. Thank you. I could just keep on happily saying that again and again and again about get your hands off my penis. It's just a very fun <laughs> thing to say. I just... <laughs> well, see, he also looks into the card and he said, and hello, sir, are you ready to receive my limp penis? Yes, he does. <laughs> he just keeps going, doesn't he? And the, isn't it some weird story that Interpol had told yeah. the Sydney police? Like he was like a bargain basement Carlos the Jackal they were looking for, wasn't it? And they said that's him. And it wasn't, was it? But he was actually on the run for like petty crime or something. You can go down the rabbit hole, and there's, you can find interviews with the guy. He's a painter now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's a very fun place to be. For Fifteen minutes is just researching the story and reading all the old articles. But, this yeah. is democracy manifest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's have a vote. Do you want this to become change to be the um, uh, get your hands off my penis podcast? We'll just scrap the archers. I could quite happily <laughs> just. <laughs> Um, we'll just see if we can track him down for an interview. We'll kind of like do reenactments. Is he still alive? Of last time of checking, he was. So I think we could probably get him on the show. Where does he live? I'll go and visit. Yes, Gary. Yeah, you're right there. I know. Let's find out. I'll go a knocking. I'll take him a Chinese. Oh, um, <laughs> it's, it's Wikipedia page is, is actually, it's not get your hands off my penis. It's. Uh, democ- it says democracy manifest, also known as succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll get on it. I'll get on it. I'll find him. Yeah, good work. Um, thank you, Kerry. I'm sorry. So Twitter, we should post some of these links onto Twitter, shouldn't we? The um, the Wikipedia page and the um, YouTube video, so people can actually make some sense of the last five minutes. That's a good idea. Find us on Twitter at Cider Shed Pod. It's been completely dead the last week. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Hang on, I did step in just to complain about the treasure hunt on Wednesday. Oh, thanks, Matthew. <laughs> I've replied to a few. I've tried to, but it, the timing is so whack that it just 
doesn't make any sense to do that. But um, we don't have any new reviews. So if anyone wants to give us a five star review, then please do so. The instructions on how to are always attached to the podcast episode info. We have an Instagram, which is the same handle as Twitter, which is at the Cider Shed Pod. And we have a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast. Come and join us there. And a huge thank you, as always, to our patrons, patreon.com forward slash the Cider Shed. We did our payout yesterday and so Kerry's um, uh, um, having a good time I think as I said the other way Matthew was at pains to point out didn't pay for a trip to Australia but <laughs> it's helping Kerry in her trip to Australia I've got an, my eye on a bit of um, biking biking gear but anyway yeah so thank you very very much everyone really appreciated and uh, Matthew's hiring a, a floor buffer <laughs> yeah Matthew that is true yeah no no I had, I had the most honest floor buffer ever who came around and said uh, I could do this for a grand, but it would still look the same. It looks pretty good anyway, I think. Yeah, football, anything going on? Has Chelsea got a manager yet? No. Fat Frank's return to Chelsea is one of the funniest things <laughs> that has ever happened in the history of football. Finally, I'm enjoying football chat. Like, It's just, it's so, I was listening to a podcast last night and I was laughing out loud at just how insane Frank Lampard's ego is that he would go back to Chelsea. It's is bananas. It third time or something? Oh God, I mean, well, it's third time at the club because he's been there as manager, there as a player, and then now he's back as caretaker till the end of the season. Yeah. Any thoughts, Matthew? I think you're unhinged, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> We know that. <laughs> I'm unhinged. I'm an insult. I live in a shithole. That's all fine because uh, it's absolutely <laughs> That's all fine because I'm not Frank Lampard. This is per- This is football related, actually. So I'm going to mention this. Uh, Scott Benton, who's the MP for Blackpool South, Conservative, mm. he was the one that tweeted out a couple of weeks ago when Gary Lineker was suspended from Match of the Day. Best match of the day ever. Watched it and then had time to go down the pub after. He's now had the party whip removed, which is just terrible. And then I found out, in addition to that, he is a Spurs fan. <laughs> Oh, sorry, John Cooper. That is as bad as he can be. You want to know the table, don't you? If anything exciting's happened, you know, like... Well, 4-4 Pooh is still number one. Andrew Beasley in fourth. Audrey Cameron in fifth. Uh, I'm just going to do highlights of the movers, basically. Mm. Hugh Parker has gone up to 13th. Uh, I've gone down to 19th. Where are you, Kerry? Uh, you're, you've gone down to 14th. Uh, we've had a few new people join. So we went from a league of 22 to 25. So three people joined, uh, which means in 25th place. <laughs> relegate the archers, Peter Fickling. Yeah, but the name says it all. Perfectly happy with that. <laughs> Kerry, we're not going to have you next week, are we? You're going to be no. midair. You're going to be... I'll be uh, flying. Yeah. So it's going to be me and Matthew. Hopefully we can repair our relationship by then. <laughs> you know, Matthew upset with me about his beloved Chelsea, me, my nose still stinging from the repeated insults. <laughs> but so, Kerry, thank you so much for getting up at Bastard O'Clock oh. to come and chat about the Archers of all things. It was so lovely to speak to you. I had no notes at all this week. I think I might do this all the time. No, it's the best. Honestly, honestly, look, but when I used to when I used to make notes, all all it was was make a whole load, load of notes and never even looked at. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it helps it go in to do the writing of the notes. But um, yes. yeah, I've now proved to myself I don't need to do any at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's three hours you just got back every week, yeah. I see what's going to happen here in the future. Yeah. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> oh, Matthew, you, you can hold it together. You can you can keep the show on the road. <laughs> I will make notes. Have a lovely week, guys. Matthew, looking forward to next Friday. Good day. Bring me back a box of chicken and a biscuit. Oh, okay. First of all, try chicken and a biscuit, then bring some back. Brack up, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. I will see you in two weeks, everybody. Mwah. Have fun. See you. Bye. Ah, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Hang on.